Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. That's what it was last week. Imagine that. How are you doing this week? I am coming to you once again from work. Uh, but this time, this time, ladies and gentlemen, instead of being in just one of our little rehearsal rooms, I am in our sound booth. All sides. You betcha. How's it going today? I uh, hope you're having a good day. We've got some stuff to talk about today before I actually have to like go and do work and stuff. So let's talk about it. First of all, what was last week? Anybody remember? 28. Okay. I don't have a calendar in here, because why would I? But I still have to know the dates for the show. So, since the 28th, over at the website, we've got some Dark Souls from Scarlet. Again. Uh, we've got some Jeopardy from Scarlet. Again. And some Wolfenstein the Old Blood. Kind of again. It's not, you know, it's just more videos. Uh, got some Wario Land 3, the finale from Coolio, and some Dragon Quest 6 from me. There should have been a Snatcher. I don't think I added Snatcher to the website. I will do that tonight. Or today. Either way, by the time you hear this, there will be Snatcher on the website. Over in the forums, we've got Earth vs. the Spider. Pretty good, the old uh, cheesy monster movie in our Mystery Science Theater section. And Fester's Quest is our soundtrack. Isn't that nice? Of course it's nice. Why wouldn't it be nice? It's always nice around here. Let's uh, talk about something from the archives this week, shall we?
journey into the dark side of an ancient civilization, radiating an ominous light in its path. The Chaos Comet threatens the existence of the planet. Battles erupt and a tentative peace is returned to the lands. Danger lurks as the Chaos Comet orbits and dreadful beasts lie awaiting. In the age of exploration, a boy named Will is born. Tragedy strikes during an expedition to the Tower of Babel, separating Will from his father. Telekinetic forces awaken as Will returns to South Cape. Armed with his transformation abilities of two great warriors, Will must save the planet. Gaia, Will's guiding spirit, bestows magical powers and advice along his journey. With the help of his friends, Will must battle relentless enemies and solve the puzzles of the ancient ruins. Patience and knowledge are essential to reunite this father and son. And that is the back of the box to Illusion of Gaia. Uh, I had that game. I don't know that I ever had the back of the box. That makes it sound pretty good. And this game is pretty good. Imagine that. This is part of the Soul Blazer series, i.e. Soul Blazer, Terranigma, Illusion of Gaia, kind of Act Razor, too. Uh, one of them Quintet slash Enix slash Nintendo games kind of a things. It was developed by Quintet, published by Nintendo, but kind of Quintet and Enix are essentially the same thing for uh, any reasons that we would have to talk about them. Uh, fantastic game. Really great game. I got so close to the end when I was a kid, never finished it, and I think I ended up trading it to somebody or selling it, and I wish I wouldn't have, because it's a really good game. Excellent music, excellent graphics, really good gameplay. Uh, yeah, just overall, really, really good game. Very hard, as Enix games oft are. Give it a try, see what you think, you might like it.
Well, today we've got uh, another review for kind of an obscure PC game. And wouldn't you know, there, there aren't any written for EG. Which is weird. As great a game as EG is, there are no reviews for it. Well, let me tell you about EG either way. Uh, it's an action game. Daniel Raymar, 2008. It's almost 10 years old. That's incredible. Uh, look, here's the thing. EG has got a fantastic soundtrack. It's got really good graphics. Uh, made in Game Maker. Excellent controls. Uh, plenty of puzzles. Plenty of exploration to do. A story that changes depending on how you play the game. I, jeez, one of the best final boss fights I've ever played in video games with some of the best Final Boss music I've heard in video games. It's a phenomenal game. It's a fantastic game. And uh, if you haven't played it, you really, really need to. Now to review that review, uh, I agree with everything. This reviewer is classy, he's talented, he's humble, and he probably smells really nice. I'm trying to do the show here, and I forgot to bring my tablet, so I'm 
crammed in this little sound booth. My lonely life in the announcer's booth. Uh, and I'm having to do it off my phone. It's not the most fun I've had, but you know what? It's not bad. It's really... I could get used to this. It's like those um, little quarter-operated shelters in Fallout. It's not too bad. And the fire-breathing ants won't get me. Regular ants, maybe. Fire-breathing, not so much. Our lead story, audacious. Christy Lynn Goss, 44, former administrative assistant to the Garland County, Arkansas judge, went all out when she racked up about $200,000 worth of debt on the county credit card between 2011 and May 2016, according to the Hot Springs, Arkansas, Sentinel record. That's not too bad. I thought that maybe it was like a month that I guess you'd get caught. Among many items Goss purchased on the county's account were tickets to Arkansas Razorbacks games, sequined throw pillows, and a tuxedo for her dog. Goss pleaded guilty on September 11th to six felony fraud counts. Her sentencing is scheduled for November 22nd. Garland County Judge Rick Davis issued a statement at Goss's arrest, noting that he had, quote, inherited her from a former judge. I believe we heard about this story once before, now that I think about it. Also, why did September 11th? I didn't think courthouses were open. Anyway, it's complicated. Because as Hurricane Irma bore down on Florida in early September, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office announced that registered sex offenders who would not be able to shelter with other citizens, quote, need some place to go just like any other citizen. The Tampa Bay Times reported that sex offenders were directed to Wiregrass Ranch High School in Wesley Chappelle. Pasco County Sheriff's spokesman Kevin Dahl noted that offenders found in other shelters where children were present were subject to arrest. Uh, but said the Predator Shelter would welcome offenders from other counties. In nearby Polk County, officials were not so generous, telling sex offenders, quote, if you are a predator, find somewhere else to go, and announcing that they would be checking IDs at the door and arresting anyone with an outstanding warrant. You know who's got their priorities? Florida. You know whose priorities I don't want? Florida. Campaigning Follies. Incumbent mayoral candidate Charles Pender erected his campaign signs in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and Labrador, Canada on August 30th. But when he woke up on August 31st, he found they had been vandalized with hot dogs. CBC News reported that someone had cut round holes in the sign and inserted hot dogs to look as if Pender was smoking a cigar. Pender called it minor mischief, but noted that the signs are expensive. He called the police, but he feels it's unlikely the Frank Bandit will be caught. He hopes to turn the incident into a good laugh with a fundraiser later in the election season. He's not a Frank Bandit. He's not banditing Franks. He's vandalizing signs with hot dogs. He's not getting my vote. I can't vote in Canada. Compelling explanations that, that I know of. Lisa Faye Stout, 53, came up with an unusual scapegoat excuse me, for the mess police officers found in a room at, on September 10th at Newcastle, Indiana's Rain Tree Inn, according to the Muncie Star Press. Vampires had destroyed everything, Stout told the officers who were responding to reports that she showed up in her, the hotel bar wearing no pants or undergarments. The front desk clerk also said Stout spit on her and threatened to kill her. As she was taken into custody, Stout spit some more and threatened to slice officers' throats. 
Sutt was charged in Henry County Court with two counts of battery by bodily waste, intimidation, and a criminal mischief. That makes criminal mischief makes it sound just like the hot dog thing. Recalculating. Well, it was dark. Gabriel Bishop of Sellersville, Pennsylvania, put all his faith in his car's GPS system on the evening of September 9th, even as it directed him to follow a bike path running alongside the Leahy River in Easton, according to LeahyValleyLive.com. When the is it Leahy, Pennsylvania? Is now. When the path led under a low bridge, Bishop realized his mistake and tried to back up, but ended up rolling his car into the river. Easton police reported that Bishop was uninjured, but he did see, receive citations for multiple traffic offenses. GPS is one of the worst, best things ever, I think. Smooth reactions. A movie stuntman in High Wycombe, Buckinghamshire, England, put his skills to work when a potential buyer of his Mercedes-Benz tried to take off with the car on September 13th. The Telegraph reported that Matt Spooner met the buyer and gave a test drive in the car, but the thief wouldn't get out and started to take off. So Spooner told reporters, I ran around the front and asked him politely to step out, then ended up on the front of the vehicle and it began to move. The driver entered a highway, but when he finally slowed down, Spooner let go and, quote, skidded off to the side of the curb, suffering cuts and bruises to his face. While Spooner creates stunts for film crews, he advises, quote, it's a bad plan to do them yourself. Next story, Exploitation 101. Jerry Sargent, 39, of Cheltenham in Gloucestershire, England, who claims on his website to be able to cure cancer via Skype, has been convicted in Westminster's Magistrate Court of violating the UK's 1939 Cancer Act, which prohibits advertising services that, quote, offer to treat any person for cancer. Must make it difficult for cancer institutes. The Daily Mail reports that Sargent, who calls himself the facilitator, says he discovered his talent for star magic when he saw a woman's soul fly out of her body during a car accident in Romania. He also claims to have flown to Alpha Centauri on a spaceship and returned to Earth just minutes later. Sargent's healing sessions cost 90 pounds for 15 minutes, but he told police that appointments can go up to an hour because you can't put a time on magic. He will be sentenced on November 8th. Our next story, Life Imitates Cartoons. The Fremont, California Police Department responded late on September 17th to a Safeway store where 39-year-old Adam Kowarsh, armed with a French baguette, was on a rampage. He's on a rampage. According to SF Gate, workers told, told Kowarsh he needed to pay for his items and leave the store. But when one employee tried to calm him, Kowarsh responded by pushing him and then hitting him across the face with a baguette. The Safeway employee was unhurt, but Kowarsh was charged with suspicion of battery and a parole violation. How about suspicious battery? Is that something that you can be charged with? I think it's... I mean, we know he hit somebody in the face with bread. Why, though? That's the question. No pain, no gain. Archaeologists in Cambridgeshire, England... Wow, England! You are stealing Florida's thunder today have discovered the remains of a nearly 200-year-old colony of utopians espousing free love and wife-swapping, according to Metro News. The Menea Fen community, established in 1838 by Methodist minister William Hodson, who championed a community free from marriage, money, or monogamy, once numbered 150 members, but lasted only 25 months before succumbing to, quote, 
personality clashes, and objections to the practice of free love. Lead researcher Dr. Marcus Britton believes, quote, They got the wrong people. They had no labor skills and put in no time and effort. They were drunk. They went into local brothels, and they thought they could build a utopia without breaking a sweat. As someone who's played a great deal of SimCity, it's not as easy as it sounds. Our least competent criminals for the week, police officers in Surf City, North Carolina, stopped Zachary Kingsbury, 20, of Linwood, Washington, on August 30th and asked him to step out of his car because they had spotted contraband inside. Kingsbury complied, but then took off running, heading toward the beach, and didn't stop when he hit the ocean. According to the Port City Daily, Kingsbury continued swimming for almost an hour as police tracked him with a drone-mounted camera, which allowed them to also see the shark trailing him in the water. At that point, said Surf City Police Chief Ron Shanadan, the chase, quote, became a rescue operation, and multiple emergency crews were dispatched to pick up the fugitive. Kingsbury was taken into custody in North Topsail Beach and charged with resisting arrest and possession of marijuana and methamphetamine. And finally, the first rule of thievery ought to be draw no attention to oneself. An unnamed driver in Lylestad in the Netherlands apparently hadn't learned this rule before he strapped two large lampposts to the roof of his tiny two-door car and drove away from Almer, where police believe he stole them. The NL Times reported that officers stopping the man on August 1st smelled alcohol on his breath, but his offenses didn't end there. His license had declared, been declared invalid late last year, and his car was uninsured. It was unclear what the man planned to use the lampposts for. Probably some, some sort of heist. Some sort of caper would be my bet.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There's the show for the week from inside the sound booth at a good old Acadia Music. That's where I work, you know. We have a website. You should check it out, acadiamusic.org. You can buy stuff. It'd be great if you would. Uh, I'll mail it to you. Sure will. Or you can come pick it up, you know, if you're in town, whatever. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, Electric Leftovers, of course, is the name of it. My name is Jason. You can find everything you want to know about the show and probably some things you don't, to be honest with you, at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find episodes on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can listen to the show on TuneIn or whatever the podcast app of your choice is. And, of course, if you can't find it on your podcast app, because I've heard from one or two people that they aren't able to find it, uh, visit lowbiasgaming.net slash electricleftovers, and you can find an XML link there to just copy and paste into your app. should work just fine. Uh, Roll film for the week, if you haven't checked it out already, is going to be The Cat People. As it is spooky October time, we're going to be looking at some spooky kind of movies, and Cat People's one of my favorite. So check it out. Appreciate you listening. Thanks very much. Have a great day. See you next Taking a piss when we say thanks for all the AIDS And the bombs and the guns and the guns and the bombs on the trains Thanks for all the AIDS And the lives and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades Thanks for all the AIDS And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague Thanks for all the AIDS